Welcome. Hello and welcome to the All In My Head podcast. We're glad you decided to give this podcast a listen. We're a group of teens that are making a podcast for youth by youth. We will counter stereotypes around mental health in the teen, BIPOC, and LGBTQ plus community and talk about things you might find a little uncomfortable. It's, it's real teens, real talk. Welcome to the All In My Head podcast. We're going to be talking about cultural appropriation, how it affects us, and how it differs from cultural appreciation. My name is Aaliyah. I'm 16 years old. I use she, her pronouns and I identify as Filipino Asian American. I am joined today by some guests. Could you all please share your name, age, pronouns, and identity? Hello, my name is Hikma. I'm a sophomore in high school and I'm 15 years old and I identify as black or Ethiopian African. Hi, my name is Leanne. I am 18 years old. I use she, her pronouns and I identify as African, specifically Kenyan. Cool. Thanks for being here. Uh, We're going to start by talking about the definition of cultural appropriation. So according to verywell.com, cultural appropriation refers to the use of objects or elements of a non-dominant culture in a way that doesn't respect their original meaning, give credit to their source, or reinforces stereotypes or contributes to oppression. So personally, I would identify cultural appropriation as nitpicking from someone's culture without knowing the meaning behind it and from my understanding some people will use someone else's culture to make profit off of it or benefit from it so how would you guys say the meaning of cultural appropriation in your own way I personally would identify cultural appropriation as taking someone else's culture and not giving them credit or completely stealing it and saying it's yours So that's how I would identify it, or that's how I see it personally. Basically, in alignment with what you guys said, I would say my definition of cultural appropriation is basically just like, I don't want to use the word still, but it's taking like certain elements that you deem good in a way. So you take like those elements from someone's culture and you portray them in an aspect that you want like to view it in a different aspect than what it actually is and I would say you profit from it and I mean by profiting I don't specifically mean by like monetary way I mean like how society views it like maybe you profit by it because like you get to wear it when someone else doesn't and it's their culture you know so that will be my definition Yeah, I totally agree with that. I've definitely seen some examples of cultural appropriation in celebrities and what they do and how they like advertise their own products by using other people's culture. Have you guys ever like seen that? Definitely true. Definitely. For sure. I know I've seen some celebrities like Rihanna or Katy Perry and they will use Asian culture and like wear traditional clothing in like their music videos or I had seen this one advertisement for Rihanna's Fenty lingerie and she was wearing Asian attire but in a sexual way like she had modified it so that it seemed very promiscuous yeah I've seen those as well for example I'm not sure if you said Nicki Minaj but in her music videos she put like chopsticks in her hair 
and the whole music video of Chun-Li was kind of problematic. But also, the whole Kardashians, their appropriation of black culture, it's like something else. It's a different level. The weird thing is I was going to give the same example. Because, like, they literally wear braids, like, conros and all that. And all of a sudden, it's deemed to be the style, the new, you know, all that. That's just one example. And also, bad burby, like, don't rock something that's not... But yeah, definitely yeah, true. No, definitely. I was trying to do a little bit of more research on the Kardashians. And I mean, you don't even really have to do research because it's just like everywhere. And especially with like the excessive tanning that they do. I know Ariana Grande, earlier on in her acting career, she was a lot more on the pale side. And on social media, I've seen people put her next to like actual black people and, like, show how she's tanning so excessively that she's darker than them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that's way too extreme. It's funny you mentioned that because before, like, as soon as I started learning more about Ariana Grande and she started gaining more popularity in her music, I've always thought she was half black. <laughs> but someone was like, nope, she's white. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess not only, like, I wouldn't consider it, like, TikTok influencers celebrity in some way. I wouldn't. But, like, there's a lot of makeup that's in darker shade than you and even tanning. So, I don't know. Like, just seeing that it does affect people of color because you get to pass as something that you're not when you don't share the struggle that I face because of being that person. That's true. That is definitely true. All of a sudden, now that white people are doing tannings and stuff like that, it's considered to be cool to be on a darker shade. But when we were darker, we were oppressed. And the braids, too, considered unprofessional, actually. But now that white people wear it, it's considered a style. It's kind of messed up. Yeah, exactly. It just, like, really upset me, especially when it comes to hairstyles. When I see, like, white people do, like, dreads or braids, it just makes me really upset. And the other day, I was actually at the store, and there was this woman, and she was trying to, like, bet into a conversation with me and my sister. And I'd seen that she had chopsticks in her hair when she was clearly not of that race or culture. And it just, like, really upset me because I also see, like, influencers on TikTok do that too. And it's just, like, anyone who's from Asian culture would know that, like, we never put chopsticks in our hair. There's a complete different thing from hair sticks and chopsticks. I guess since we're on the topic on hairstyles, I have seen the chopsticks thing. It kind of took me a minute because, I mean, I knew it was something that people do. I just didn't know how it's wrong. And it took me a minute, to be honest. So I had to, like, actually learn about that. But, like, on hairstyles, braids. I do braids quite often. I do them because, like, my hair needs to grow. It's a protective style. I'm doing it because I need to take care of my hair, right? But I did some research and just learning how, like, slaves would use braids to, like, draw maps that they would use to escape. Learning such stuff, educating yourself on something that is part of a certain culture, like, Researching on that kind of helps because you understand, like, the beauty of it and not just what you want it to be. Like, the full 
beauty of it. It just brings like so much life to that culture, you know? Instead of just taking it and like making it in the way that you want, just like take it for what it is and respect it. So I really feel that cultural appropriation does have a lot to do with respect. There's a lot of culture and well, maybe you don't know that's one thing, but I feel like even after educating yourself, you can still find yourself appropriating a certain culture. And what you should do is like just learn to respect it for what it is. I think me and you, Leanne, have a different perspective on braids and Black culture specifically since we're African and we were surrounded and grew up with Black people around us, you know, not really seeing much cultural appropriation as like everyone looked like you surrounded by you so you know coming here everything kind of changed things that you saw as normal back in your country is not normal here I guess you never realized how bad it can get in a country where there are many different kinds of cultures and people kind of tend to think that it's just intertwined and anybody can take anyone's culture and um, make it their own so I feel like me and you personally have a different perspective on things than african-americans specifically i really agree on that because i actually talked to someone about this and i said that i really don't understand like cultural appropriation because it took me coming to america to actually know that it actually exists and to understand how deeply it affects people the only way i can say i've seen first-hand cultural appropriation for me was this one time that I saw a white girl uh, at the mall and she was wearing braids. So I saw this twice, actually. The first time I was like, okay, I don't know. I'm confused, but I don't know what's going on, but I'm not going to talk about it because <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And yeah, it does. It's because mainly because I grew up with people like who looked like me and did everything like me. And I mean, we did have different cultures because of different tribes, but you never found someone like I go, like, let's say there are different tri tribes in Kenya, right? And there's Kikuyu and there's Maasai, right? So you wouldn't find me trying to be a Maasai when people know very well that I'm a, I'm a Kikuyu. So, like, I don't know. I do, I do agree that we do have different perspectives than Black people because we have not experienced it firsthand. Yeah, I agree with the tribe thing, as I do belong in a in an ethnic group that's in Ethiopia. I'm Oromo. And obviously, there are so many different ethnic groups in Ethiopia. It's very diverse. And just like you said, you wouldn't see me trying to be or dressed up as an Amara, for example, that that's one of the other ethnic groups. So it wasn't... so trying to switch cultures and stuff like that is not normal in Africa um, between tribes specifically. So yeah, I get where you're going with that. Yeah, no, I think that's really interesting because um, I grew up in America and so I wasn't surrounded by a bunch of people that actually did look like me, which gave me like a different set of problems than the problems that you guys had to face. Because when I would go to school and stuff, especially when I was younger, I didn't really go to school with anyone that looked like me or was Filipino. And when I did meet someone that was Filipino, I wasn't exactly on very good terms with them because I wasn't seen as Filipino enough because I'm not that intact with my culture for that long. 
because growing up, my mother was scared that I didn't want to learn about it. So I had, you know, explained to her when I got older that, no, I'd like, I'd love to learn more about it. And then as I learned more, I was noticing all like the things around me, especially with the like fox eye trend. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but oh my goodness, when I learned about it, it just made me so upset. Yeah, definitely. I think I've heard a lot of people say that, especially people who are born in America to immigrant parents from different places. I've definitely heard them say it when they go back to their home country and visit there, they're not Filipino enough. Or when you're here, you're not American enough or white enough. So I guess it, it's a pretty hard struggle to go through to try and choose and try and figure out who you are and where you belong. Yeah. Like, uh, my mother is from the Philippines, and um, we're very family-oriented, and so she'll always, like, video call relatives from the Philippines since they still live there, and they'll always tell me, like, oh my gosh, like, you've gotten so much lighter, you don't, <laughs> you're like, they keep telling me that I look too white, like, American, and it's just, I don't even know how to feel about that, like, at that point, because I just, I don't know, like, it kind of makes me feel bad. But then, like, when I hang out with some of my friends, especially, like, my white friends, I can notice, like, a very big difference from our skin tones. It makes me, like, think, and I almost go into, like, think shock or something, which is, like, hard to relate to any one place, you know? That's definitely true. I mean, within, specifically in my culture, I'm not sure about you guys, but... There is a lot of colorism issue, but it's not like racism because you're, you're kind of the same people. So, yeah, I guess lighter skinned people from especially in East Africa, they're considered more attractive than darker skinned folks. No, that's true, though. In East Africa, that's that's a whole nother topic, though, on the being filipino enough i feel like in a way cultural appropriation does play with that in a way that it messes with your identity because you know something to be this way in your culture and you know like let's say there there are black women here in america who like face criticism face like hate just because they wore some braids to work to school anywhere right and when you see a white girl probably in your school or in your office space who's rocking the same braids as you but still gets to pass off. I want to say white privilege does play a part when it comes to cultural appropriation. Those two in some way go hand in hand because for you to deem it better on a white person than on a black person, that is definitely white privilege. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely put that as white privilege. I think white privilege is the main cause of cultural appropriation. And going off of what you said, Leanne, especially when I see a lot of like white people do like a AZE, like African American Vernacular English, and it was seen as like really unprofessional when black people did it, and then now when like white people are like oh period or per or like anything like that then it's seen as funny or like I don't know it's just it's so weird yeah that is definitely true 
when when black people speak in in it's seen as ghetto and everything bad yeah i agree with you elliot on that it's good that you brought up the aave um topic because that's something that's really heavy when it comes to our generation because you tend to find that kids in this generation like use african american vernacular english often and you end up finding that when a black person just uses it it's considered ghetto and i'm like no it's not it's just because you prefer it i feel like it's not how you view that culture or like the language it's basically how you view the person that it's coming from or how you view the person that's wearing that hairstyle you know because I I will use AAVE, right? Like how I said about the braids. I will use it in a workspace and I'll be told, no, that's unprofessional. And it's not hypothetical because this is something that will actually happen. Even if it hasn't happened to me, it's something that has happened to other people. But let's just say white people, to be honest. When they use it, it becomes like, hey, that's trendy. So it's a matter of respecting the whole thing and where it comes from and the story about it and not just like taking it and using it the way you want to. You have to respect the culture. You have to respect the people that it comes from and you have to respect the storyline behind that culture. That's just basically how I deem cultural appropriation. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, like going off of what you said, I'm pretty sure that AAVE was basically an adaptation of black people communicating with each other and please correct me if i'm wrong please (laughs) it was basically a way of them communicating to each other while they were enslaved so that their slave owners wouldn't like button on their conversation is that right that could be some aspect of it but i read somewhere when i was doing research that mostly when africans came here they totally did not speak the language english correctly obviously and so they had this accent which as we know now is aave you can't completely quote me on this yeah i think it might have been like a mixture of both of those but especially that one too and another example that i had seen is wearing acrylics and recently acrylic nails have been getting a lot of attention and Nowadays, it's seen as like, oh, she can get acrylics, like she can take care of herself. But like before, again, like what you guys are saying about AAVE, it was seen as like ghetto and ratchet and just like things like that. Mm -hmm. That is definitely a good example, especially acrylics. There are so many black nail techs that do acrylics and stuff like that. But the only popular nail artist that you see are always the white ones or any other race besides black no i definitely know what you mean and especially on tiktok i know how they like to push more white creators and just like push aside anyone that's black which i think is really wrong mm-hmm. definitely i personally feel like cultural appropriation can affect someone's identity issue If I see someone white or of any other race wearing braids or acrylics and they're getting praised for it and calling them, oh my God, so stylish. Um, But then I wear it 
and then I put on acrylics and I braid my hair. And if I'm seen as ghetto, then who am I? I personally, it would make me feel like trying to find my identity and it can mentally affect me very badly. So I feel like the identity issue is one of the biggest effects of cultural appropriation. On the identity, I would emphasize when it comes, like, by mentioning two things, would be self-esteem and representation. We all know representation matters, so even in films, like, for example, um, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell, we all know, was a role supposed to be played by an Asian person, but instead, they found a white person to do it, and it kind of just, like, messes with your identity and esteem in a way that hey I feel like I'm talented enough to play that role that storyline I would probably relate to it especially being an Asian person you know and also esteem in a way that and I know very well that yesterday I got called ghetto for wearing braids but I see someone else of another race wearing braids and they're being praised for it is it me or Like, is there a problem with me? You know, like, those are the questions that it just messes up with your identity and self-esteem. Just like you get to wonder, like, is it a me problem when in fact it's not you? It's just society. Mm -hmm. Also, to bring another group into this, specifically hijabis. As a hijabi myself, I don't see many good roles to hijab. Actually, I don't see any of them. They either hire someone who isn't a hijabi or even muslim in general to put on a hijab and be an actor or they do that and then have the hijabi take off her hijab in the middle of the show for a white man yeah especially going off of what you both said it's cultural appropriation is just extremely degrading and it can just make you feel so like lost almost because like um, what Leanne said and like what you said, Hikma, is almost like an identity crisis almost. And it makes you feel like unappreciated because that's like exactly what it is because you're appropriating instead of appreciating. Yep, definitely. I agree. I guess since we've talked a lot about appropriation, I want to venture into appreciation so um, we talked about this. We just touched on this a little bit, Hikma, where we talked regarding to East Africa mainly, but like how there's so many different groups and tribes and so much culture in there. But yeah, people tend to respect each other's culture. So how do you think an aspect that the states and like other places could take in to help appreciate other cultures? Like what aspect does Africa have that America doesn't have? That's a great question. I feel like speaking as an Ethiopian with many different ethnic groups surrounding me, I've always had many friends from different ethnic groups, especially representation. We had a lot of representation in Ethiopia. So I went to school with many of them. We also had language studies from different languages where they would just teach the language. So I think we just had a lot of respect for one another. And we we knew a lot about the other's culture and respected uh, the other's culture and stuff like that. So just like on emphasis, uh, like what I think you're saying and kind of on the point, I feel like appreciation has a lot to do with respect. You can maybe not know the background towards a certain culture, 
but you can just respect it for just the simple fact that it, it exists. It's not for you to take it. It's just it's just there. Appreciate it in a way that you respect it. Definitely. The Western society can definitely take away from that and respecting each other's culture. You don't have to learn about it. You don't have to like a certain culture or a certain way that people live. But you do need to give them respect. Right. I think what some people mistake appreciation for is having to learn about every single culture, you know, anything like that. And it's obviously we're not going to expect you to learn about every single culture, but it's more of just about if you're like exploring one culture, it's good for you to give credit to that culture and to the people who are part of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, definitely. I've seen a lot of people, mainly white people, do like a cultural studies class and an ethnic studies class or a religious studies class and then all of a sudden they think oh my god I know everything about this culture I know even more than the people of that culture and so they're so entitled and I'm just like honey you don't know more than me please shut up yeah no I get what you mean because it can be very frustrating and I just feel like with cultural appreciation you have to be very open to just listening you know it's not about talking about what you know and what you've learned it's about letting people from that culture and ethnicity talk about it so that you can learn about it in the right way because for me personally when like some of my friends have tried to like learn about you know a certain culture it's like why would you like learn from someone else that isn't from that culture like why don't you learn from someone who is and has the experience. That is such a big, important aspect of trying to appreciate a culture. Okay, well, that's all that we have time for today. Thank you guys so much for joining me in this conversation. I extremely enjoyed it. It was almost therapeutic for me. Is there anything else that you guys would like to add? Yeah, a good book I would recommend is Homegoing. I think it's by Yagasi. It's not regarding cultural appropriation. It just gives you a look into like African culture and African-American culture. It doesn't relate to cultural appropriation, but if you just want to learn more about racism and police brutality, I would recommend you read the book, The Hate You Give, or watch the movie. All right, thank you guys, and make sure to follow us on instagram at the underscore all in my head podcast this podcast was created using a grant from the oregon alliance to prevent suicide in partnership with the association of oregon community mental health programs and with funding from the oregon health authority the adult advisor is nicole mayer music by waterboy shared on pixabay